Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast, where we discuss films from every genre. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome everyone to Silver Screen Guide's podcast of the second installment in our Rambo retrospective. Today we are talking about Rambo First Blood Part 2. I am your co-host, Corbin, from the Weed State. I am Alan from Chicago. And today, as I said, we are discussing First Blood Part 2. This film is directed by George P. Cosmatos. This film was released May 22nd, 1985. This is a summer blockbuster action film. It is starring Sylvester Stallone, Richard Crenna, and Charles Napier, and that Asian woman that probably nobody ever remembers <laughs> kind of shows up and you will get to her in a second <laughs> yeah and did you did you see who wrote this film alan no i i did not actually you are not gonna believe it i'm scared who did it james cameron yo actually i did do this that's right i saw that on the credits Sylvester yeah. Stallone and James Cameron. I was like, wait a minute. Wait was a that, minute. Was that a shock? <laughs> that was a shock. I did I do remember seeing that. I just forgot about it. But yeah, I remember that. That surprised me. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, James Cameron wrote a treatment of this film. I believe he was waiting on Terminator or something like that. And he wrote a treatment of this film. And in one of the bonus features I listened to, the director and everybody was like giving a screenplay kind of high praise. Like it was actually... He's like, it almost read like a novel. It was like so well written, his screenplay. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to get to that here in a little bit. We'll get there. Uh, Try not to give away too much. But and everybody, everybody said that James Cameron, he really only wrote the first draft and Sylvester Stallone pretty much came in and changed everything. And when the film was released, the political content of this movie was controversial. Hmm. And Cameron commented that he only wrote the action and that Stallone wrote the politics and the in James Cameron's original screenplay, it began with Colonel Troutman finding Rambo in a psychiatric hospital hmm. instead of prison. And that psychiatric hospital concept was instead depicted in Terminator 2. Oh, okay. So I was pretty yeah, surprised by yeah. that. And originally, the his first screenplay, I saw this in the uh, special features, it was called First Blood to the Mission. Hmm. That's so, a weird title. Horrible title. Yeah. But... Yeah, so Cameron really, I think since then he's really denied uh, working on this. I guess it's kind of smart. Yeah, he's really distanced himself from this because, I mean, <laughs> if you look at this film compared to uh, Titanic and Avatar, like the highest grossing films of all time, multiple yeah. Academy Award winning. And it was interesting, the director is not the same as last time. Yeah, in fact, all three of the movies have different directors. And this director, George P. Cosmatos, is that actually Italian. He is known for basically nothing at all, just like Ted Kotcheff before. That's right, yeah, I was looking at stuff. I know that the next director is like done nothing before Rambo 3, but this one does also this done hardly anything and a couple there are a couple of films after that he got that got some pretty good scores but other than that this was one of his very first films right and if imdb is to be believed that's where i got this information from yes um the director was hired after sylvester stallone's son uh saw cosmatos's film of unknown origin and recommended his work huh so that's usually never a good idea when, yeah. the, when the kid is like dad i like him you should hire him yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah no but this movie is also for the runtime just a few minutes longer than the other one yeah they're both about the same length so pretty short right did you look at any of the box office numbers for this 
Uh, no, I did not. Okay, I did, and I uh, was shocked. <laughs> did it do better? It did way better. Did it? Okay, I figured it would have, honestly. And, right, and it makes sense that it would do better because the last one was probably relatively unknown, but then it got all kinds of acclaim. So this one, you better believe the audience was, is going to come out in droves to see this. This is actually the highest grossing Rambo film. This also had a budget of around $25.5 right, right. which is yeah quite a bit higher. And mm, domestically, yeah, it, domestically it grossed $150 million. Foreign, $149 for a worldwide total of over $300 million. For a $25 million film. Yikes. That's a lot of money. Of course, opened at number one. I looked and it had no competition for, I mean, everything was like stupid, it looked like. So clearly it's going to be number one. This film mm -hmm. was number one for four weeks in a row and it was in the top five for eight weeks. Yikes. It was just sticking to theaters, especially at that number one spot. And then it like, at week five, it dropped to number two and... It was immensely yeah. popular. I'm really attributing that to the success of right. First Blood. So I, I was really, I, I was really, I was like, huh, that's really intriguing. And Jerry Goldsmith is back doing the music. Yes, I saw that. We'll get into his music a little later. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Did you, <laughs> did you look at any of the awards this film won? Because I, you're going to be really fascinated if you hadn't. No, I have not. Enlighten me, because I'm, I'm curious now. This film was nominated for an Oscar. Are you for real? Yeah, this film was at the Oscars, but guess what else? What? This film was nominated for seven Razzies. Oh, and it won four. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> what was it nominated for an Oscar for? It was Oscar nominated for Best Effects slash Sound Effects Editing. Oh, I guess I could see that. That's boring. Yeah, it's a really one of those weird Oscar nods yeah. that nobody really pays yeah. attention to. Nevertheless, it is still Oscar nominated. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's just hilarious. It is both it, Oscar nominated and won four Razzies. You got a good movie right there, I guess. Yeah. It, okay, the four Razzies that won, this one, Worst Picture. Wow. And the Razzies. Won Worst Picture, Worst Actor. Stallone won Worst Actor for this and Rocky IV. Wow. Stallone had two films at the Razzies that year, this and Rocky IV. <laughs> if if this wasn't nominated for a Razzie, Rocky IV was. If it didn't win, Rocky IV won. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, you know that song at the end of yes. the film? It's his brother singing okay. it again. He won for Worst Original Song. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the director was nominated for Worst Director. Okay. And, oh, the, the Asian actress Ko, yes. Julia Nixon, she was nominated twice at the Razzies, for two Razzies, for Worst Supporting Actress and Worst New Star. Ouch. Bad for her first movie. Exactly. And guess guess who beat out uh, Cosmatos for Worst Director? Who? Sylvester Stallone. What did he... Did for he remove... Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this Gosh. was not Stallone's best year. No. No. He was just bashed on man he just got just demolished at the box office and stuff big time. or not the box office but the rewards big time i mean i was shocked Yikes. that this film won that many razzies and was nominated for that many i mean worst picture that is really saying something that's that's yeah that's uh that's pushing it that's really pushing it <sighs> yeah so and I, it's just weird that you like rarely see that when a film is nominated for an oscar and razzies it, yeah it's happened before but that's very rare yeah, yeah. I know it's happened before, but it's just, I didn't think it would happen to this one, but I guess, right. I guess it has. Yeah, and for the <laughs> listeners who don't know what the Razzies are, the Golden Raspberry Award, uh, they are award shows given every year to the worst 
films, actors, scores, whatever. So it's like the antithesis of the Oscars. Yeah, basically the exact opposite of the Oscars. Exactly. Uh, also, this film, uh, did you see the rating on IMDb? Yeah, it's got like a, like a 6.3. It's a, a 6.4, yeah. It's pretty low. And First Blood is a 7.7. Yeah, which is kind of insane. So if anybody went to IMDb first before they watched this film, yeah, you would kind of be a little wary because I, I was. I didn't know what the score was. I was like 7.7, yeah. yeah, because we, uh, you could see what rating we gave it. Go back and listen to our First Blood podcast. Yeah. But I was like, hmm, okay, well, meant for something. I would, I did notice the drastic change in scores between the two, and I was kind of, kind of confused. I was like, what was... Why, why did it get such a bad score? <laughs> well, yeah. As as we've said many times before, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Alan Alan is yeah. Alan is the newbie to this franchise. Yes, I am. I have seen the first and the second film. I've seen uh, in the double digits probably. The third one I've actually not seen. So when we get to that in a few weeks, we'll both be newbies to that. We'll both be newbies. And about fresh probably pigs. a year and a half ago to two years ago, I I watched the latest one, just called Rambo, for the first time. So. And we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, did you know that originally John Travolta was supposed to star in this with Sylvester Stallone? They were supposed to be a team. Are you serious? That would have been amazing. Yes, it would have been. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I don't know. John Travolta was supposed to be his like protege or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. That would have been so awesome to see that. This film also spawned a cartoon series. Are you serious? A cartoon series? This film spawned a cartoon series that ran for 65 episodes. Are you kidding me? No, it's called Rambo Force of Freedom. What the heck? And it's him, a black guy, and an Asian woman. Is it like like a Saturday morning cartoon are we talking about? Yeah, it is the most 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Oh my goodness. The animation, like if anybody's ever seen G.I. Joe or some old 80s cartoon of the kind it has that kind of funky animation and sound effects and writing the more i find out about this movie the more interesting it becomes oh yes <laughs> okay they basically with this cartoon series what they did was they took this film and they just kiddified it oh no this is a children's cartoon to the max those children are gonna be so confused when they if they ever watch like the live action film of this absolutely this is it's oh, it's no. rambo light this is first blood light and i watched two episodes in preparation for this review and mm. it is insane the second episode i watched rambo fights monsters what the heck he goes to an island and fights monsters you could like all kinds of monsters like a sea dragon he rides a freaky looking pterodactyl uh he fights a minotaur like, so this is like this is like Rambo meets Jurassic Park? Essentially, yeah. Oh my gosh. With all kinds of other crazy nonsense. And he has a, his main enemy is General Warhawk and his goons. And it's just insane. It is completely detached from anything. Because Rambo's supposed to be like this PTSD Vietnam vet. Yeah. In the cartoon, he is helping kids out. He's teaching them life lessons. Oh no. Uh, it should be noted that none of the 
original actors reprise their roles for the cartoon. Uh, yeah, I so can we see get why. yeah, we get really bad voice acting. Oh no, it's really bad Sylvester Stallone voice acting. I encourage everybody to go out there and find oh. out what they're missing. Oh no, I might have to look into that. That sounds amazing. It's crazy. There's in one of the episodes I watched, Rambo is chopping wood, mm-hmm. and Colonel Troutman just like flies over with a helicopter, throws down a ladder, yells, "Rambo, we need you!" Rambo just jumps on, and they fly away, and thus the, the episode's begins i'm like this is not what right. was he doing cutting wood exactly the, that's exactly what i imagine when i when i hear the name rainbow yes i was muscular man cutting wood like a lumberjack <laughs> yes well in the very first episode they go to el dorado what they go to the lost city of <laughs> they find the lost city of gold el dorado okay and i yeah. guess i can buy that but okay <laughs> <laughs> it was slightly controversial when it came out because this was the i don't believe there's been anything ever since this was the first cartoon adapted like a children's cartoon adapted yeah. from rated r material yeah which i don't believe has ever been done since and it only went for 65 episodes which they claim is one season yeah that's a long season it's a long season and it didn't get renewed if you watch it if anybody out there has watched it you'll know what we're what i'm talking about it is yeah i mean a, a kid would enjoy it you know i mean i wouldn't let my kids watch either of these two films it's not until they're older. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if they were just dying to watch something, I could give them this, and they could get that kind of Rambo feel, I guess you could say. Because they're still, like, shooting guns and blowing everything up, and it's it's nonsense, but it's fun. But Goodness. So after First Blood Part 2, there was a cartoon series. There is at least a dozen video games. Makes sense. Makes sense. All of which, I might add, are not popular. I, th- I know I've heard of a few of them, but yeah. I make sense while I made video games because this was popular back then. At least the movies were. I looked into the most previous, the most recent... Well, there is actually a game. The most recent one is out for iOS. Okay. It was like two ninety nine or something. Hmm. So, hard pass on that. <laughs> and the other one that came out looked cool, but then when I actually watched video game footage, I learned it was deemed... Uh, in the top worst video games of 2014. Ooh. And you, all it is is it's one of those games where you cannot control the character at all. You basically Uh-oh. play missions, embellished missions from every film, and the character moves itself around, and you just need to shoot like an arcade game. Oh, no. And it really defeats the purpose of everything, because I was watching one where Rambo's in the city, you know, from First Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the town at night. He is just slaughtering slews of police officers. Wait a minute. That's not what happens in the movie. No, and it completely defeats the character. <laughs> yeah. He is just shooting their arms off and everything. And I'm like, what? This is... I could understand that more in the second one, but... Right. And the graphics looked terrible, terrible, And this, this is the 2014 one? Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. So That's not good. <laughs> there's been tons of them. There's actually been trading cards, Rambo trading cards. Are you for real? I am for real. I haven't seen them. I didn't take the time to go look them up because I didn't really care. But I was like, what? There's trading cards? And of course. Is there like a Rainbow makeup set too? <laughs> Do they have one of those? Uh, yeah, probably. A, Rain- a Rambo Barbie doll? <laughs> <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> and uh, and of course there is also been uh, comic books. Oh yeah, of course there were. And you know we saw that comic book at Vintage Stock. Yes, we did. It. I don't remember if it was Rambo versus Predator. 
Or was it Batman? It was Batman versus Predator. Oh, okay. I remember that one. I just got a picture of it. One last bit of trivia for listeners. For those who have seen Rocky IV, The Expendables, uh, a bunch of other silly B-movies, action B-movies, Dolph Lundgren was initially signed as the Russian Lieutenant Colonel Podofsky. But when Sylvester Stallone realized that it was the same man who was going to be in Rocky IV, because Rocky IV came out the exact same year, and yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he is rocky's adversary uh whatever he plays russian something or other so for sylvester stallone uh paid off dolph Lundgren's contract so he wouldn't be in this movie wow yeah he's just <laughs> throwing his money around all the time it yeah sounds like from these movies yeah i mean not to blame him though he got a lot of success off of you know the first rambo movie and yeah. stuff so good well yeah there was lots of success from the first one so i'm from everything i've gathered he was ready to come back for this one, he was yeah. rewriting James Cameron's screenplay. He was he was going over in the charge, place. yeah. And also, at Man. the time of filming, there was close to uh, twenty five hundred Vietnam vets still missing. Hmm. So we're gonna get into it later, but yeah, this yes. is yes. super political. I mean, this is yes. like basically yes, propaganda. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get to this segment, but yeah, there's a specific part where I'm like. I was watching it with my dad, and I was. I said, "Is, is that what I think they're saying?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh gosh, okay, we'll get into it." Yeah, yeah. But first, we'll but first, there. a plot for those of you who may not know the plot. Here's the plot, and just yes. as a fair warning, this podcast does contain spoilers. So if you have not seen this film, very, very detailed very, spoilers. Very like detailed that. spoilers. So if you have not seen this film, I encourage you to hit pause, go watch it, and then come back right to this point. You need, if you have not seen this film, you need to go see it. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. There we go. (laughs) All right. John Rambo is released from prison by the government for a top secret covert mission to the last place on earth he'd want to return. The jungles of Vietnam, where he must photographically document whether any POWs are still there. Defying his superior Murdoch's orders, Rambo rescues a few POWs only to be betrayed and left behind by those who contracted him. Rambo himself thus becomes captured, but daringly escapes, safely making it back to the U.S. base. Once there, he destroys everything in rage and threatens Murdoch to find the rest of the POWs, or else Rambo will come after him. In an emotional, patriotic speech, Rambo, now a free man, walks away from Troutman into an unknown future as credits roll. Alright, let's begin, I want to begin real quick with the title of this film do you have any feelings about the title of this film because i have some pretty strong feelings about the title of this film yeah no i i was thinking this after the film i was like you know this is not a very good name for the it doesn't make any sense yeah no it doesn't on imdb it's called rambo first blood part two yeah or just first blood part two which makes no sense at all because the film is not about the first blood again it's exactly it's just rambo being rambo exactly and that that that's my issue also i'm thinking okay especially when they say part two this makes it seem like it's an extension of the first one but it's not it's this is a different movie yeah and i from what i read sylvester stallone that's why he threw rambo in front of the title so when Mm. they made three he he wouldn't have to call it first blood part three which really would have just been terrible, terrible. Right. I, I right. was so I was kind of annoyed with the title because I was like, all right, the whole point of it being called First Blood is because he states it in 
the film. He's like, they drew first blood, not me. That's the whole point of it being called first right. blood. Right. Now there's literally no reason for this to be called first blood. I, I, at least I don't think so. I think it's just very poor titling. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I mean, for a marketing standpoint, it makes sense because if you just named it Rambo part two, people would kind of be confused if they haven't seen first You're right. blood. And I'm sure. Yeah. And that's what really probably got people in their seats was right title so you're probably right that's all for marketing purposes but for my oh yeah no that doesn't make it a good title though it's just a reason yeah. for it to be there. but thankfully next review we will not be reviewing first blood part three just there's no such thing so thank right. the lord <laughs> so is it me or is this done by a different production company it Try is Star. done by a different one i saw that that was kind of different it is i believe this one and the next one are tristar so okay it is and I feel like you can kind of tell. Different production company, different production output. You you can tell. You can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can tell. Uh, for those listening, and especially those who have seen it, uh, I, I did watch this with the trivia track again, which honestly is pretty much a waste of time. It really, like the trivia track on the first one added some great insights. This was just stupid stuff, or it had nothing to do with the film. Uh, it, oh, wow. it was silly. Um, the one thing that it did tell me a lot was this is all filmed in Acapulco, Mexico, and hmm. so not in Vietnam, not in Vietnam at all. I, mean, uh, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, that big Buddha shot we get towards the beginning yep. that was shot in a parking lot in Mexico. Oh, uh, yeah, and on location. On location. <laughs> <laughs> so any uh, all those ruins, all those villages were built just for the film. And hmm. they were actually all destroyed by a hurricane <laughs> afterwards. Oh. Yeah. So all those ruins were built like 10 minutes away from their hotel. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. But we begin the film with Rambo in prison. Yeah. He's mining or something. Doing something with the rocks. He is. Yeah. Uh, which works because he's super ripped. So. I just find it kind of funny. It's just of all the things he could be doing, he's mining rocks. Right. That's what, when I see Rambo, that's just exactly what I'm thinking. Rambo, he mines rocks in jail. <laughs> well, and then Troutman comes, and this is where I begin to have issues with the film. Yeah, it gives us no setup. Very little. I actually. think it is stupid that why in the heck are they getting Rambo to do this? Nobody else can do this? Yes, that is exactly what I okay. thought. And then later on in the movie, I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Why does Rambo need a partner? Why didn't they just contract that co-Asian woman to do all this? I mean, Rambo, yeah, he's a decorated Medal of Honor soldier. Yeah, we want some prestige and stuff. Doesn't do any good anyway, but... Yeah, in my notes, I just said, well, let's just get started then <laughs> when, the, when the guy comes in. Literally, it takes like 20 seconds, maybe... To say, oh yeah, this is what Rambo's been doing for the last, oh I don't know, five years, bringing you know <laughs> Troutman. He's like, oh I need you for Nam, and it's just okay. And then late title card for the movie. It's like, okay, I guess we're just gonna get right into it. Not spend any other time doing no, it, setup. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Whatever. And so they immediately fly him to uh, Vietnam, and yep. I wrote down in my notes, '80s music synthesizer. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Gosh, this music is so wow. 80s. I was, I was, at first I was kind of like digging it and I don't know, I got mm -hmm. a few issues with it. I was a little, we'll, we'll talk about those a little later, but yeah. I was a little yeah. like, all right, this fits with it, even though this was far more 80s sounding than 
First Blood. Yes, very much so. And it kind of makes sense because this movie was released in the literal heart of the 80s, 1985. So That's I true. can see why it feels a bit more right. 80s, but it, it's, it's cheesy. <laughs> also, am I just imagining things? Or after the late title card, is that a homage to Apocalypse that, Now? No, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. That is an exact scene out of Apocalypse Now. And this happens more than yeah. once, too. This isn't just the first time. It happens again later in the film. I thought that was kind of interesting that they I mean, that. and that's, I don't know. I guess they're trying to give something audiences to be familiar with because... Probably. Well, because Apocalypse Now was a massive hit. Right, I mean, right. It, uh, and it stars people that are way more famous than these people. And spoiler alert, Apocalypse Now is way better. <laughs> but yeah, Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. Now came out about six years before... Okay, yeah, I knew it came up before this movie. Now, if you want like a real Vietnam film, Apocalypse Now is, you're not going to get anything better than that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to soon. I know I will. This is very much, they're trying to definitely give you that Apocalypse Now vibe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the difference yeah. in quality is outstanding. I'm not even going to get into it here. That's, right. that, we'll we'll right. probably do that for another <laughs> series, discuss Apocalypse Now. We do cool get too. to this base, and I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about these people that we encounter, mm-hmm. these new characters that we'll have for the rest of the film. That one character that is only there for one time, and then shows up again later, and the second time he shows up, Rambo just punches him. That guy's my favorite Erickson, character. he looks like a rip-off Val Kilmer. He does. You know, now you mention it, he, he does. Is, I was like, I've always thought that. I always thought, well, he looks just like a rip-off Val Kilmer. Everybody right. there is arrogant to the max, which oh, gosh, is like yeah. so – it's ridiculous because Rambo is like this decorated Medal of Honor guy. He's so stoic, and then everybody else gets on my nerves with how arrogant they are, yeah. which is uh, the bad guy, our bad guy for the film. Yeah. For, uh, the last one we had Brian Dennehy, and now we have right. Jack Napier, and I honestly think they look a little similar. They do. I, I agree with that. They do, they do kind of look a little similar. There's also a lot of parallels from this one and the first there one, is, too. There is, yeah. In, in my notes, I have... Wait, can they just reinstate Rambo for a single mission? Can they, like, actually they do that? Is that I, like a thing? I guess they could. Um, I, I guess for the movie's sake, but like, can. But like we were saying, the bigger question is why. Yeah, that that's also what I have in my notes. Why on earth would they want to get Rambo, a guy who we've seen the last film, definitely has PTSD from being in Nam. There's like, ah, he's good. He'll work. He's the best we've, he's the best we've got, supposedly, from what the movie's been t- telling yeah, us. Yeah, I, I said, why would they ask, supposedly, like, our greatest warrior ever to take photographs? I was ranting a little in my notes over this. I'm like, why get him out just to take photographs? I was like, surely they right, have someone right. else able to do simple recon. Yeah. And it was dumb. They're like, Rambo, you're going to go in and take pictures. And Troutman, the old man, he will lead the phase two assault team to get them out of there. And I put in my notes, haha, yeah, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> see, honestly, I was I was so confused with this opening. I was like, wait, but, 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 but pictures? Yes. Rambo taking photographs? Um... Well, what? even Rambo knows it's I was stupid. so confused. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh. it's, I feel like that's, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense. And honestly, the reason they do that, though, is just to set this little group up as the bad guys. So Very they can so. be bad later because, you know, they don't want to save the POWs. I had an issue yeah. with that. But, and then an, another thing that I was just, I was kind of going on a little rant through here. 
because mm-hmm. Troutman tells Murdoch what you choose to call hell, he calls home. That is exactly what I had by like, notes. No, he doesn't. I was just like, eighties to the max. <laughs> no, but I said Troutman doesn't know Rambo at all. Then Rambo was okay. Rambo was a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Right. He has had horrible flashbacks. He has PTSD, and he breaks down at the end of the film from his experiences in Vietnam. That's not that home. is a line written simply just to sound cool. Yeah. Right. That's like when you're at your girlfriend's house and then she dumps you. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, and I said this is also the place where all of his his team died, his friends died, his brothers died. I was like, right. this line is just written to sound cool. It's a total betrayal of the character. Either it that doesn't or work. Troutman is just completely out of touch with his people. Yep. <sighs> but it's right after that that we get the shot of Rambo getting suited up and we get to see his dank muscles, oh, man. Yes. Oh yes, that is the the sweat drenched muscles that is Sylvester Stallone. That's what brings the ladies in. They're like, how are we going to yes, get the ladies into the this film? Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And a funny note about that: that scene is actually uh, recreated in the cartoon in every really? single episode at least once. Oh yeah. no! Oh no! With the music and everything, it's recreated in the cartoon every single episode. So now Rambo is going to go into the jungles, but what do you think about his acting? Do you think his acting has improved or, uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) More like a step back, just like the rest of the film. Absolutely. He's just, okay, I don't feel like he understands Rambo like he used to in the original. Because he just kind of, most of the movie, he's just kind of like, "Mm, yeah, let's go over there. (laughs) You know, and he doesn't really say much, but it, in this one, it's more just like very dry right. and just not as fun as the last one, because the last one, there was a reason why he didn't talk as much, you know, but this one, he just doesn't talk because the character, yeah, I guess. I know. I, I wrote down, okay, is he playing an aloof, stone cold, hardcore warrior? It was just, just emotionless acting. Personally, I feel it's emotionless acting. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, not as good as the original. No. Well, there's that scene when right before he gets on the plane and he is talking to Troutman and I had to turn the subtitles on and listen to it about three times because I had no idea what he was saying. And this is another issue I had with the script, which I just thought was ridiculous. He's talking to Troutman and he says, hey, you know how Murdoch said he fought with this Marine group and this battalion in this place at that time? Well, that's a lie. That group wasn't there. It was in this place, which thus yeah. make Murdoch out to be a liar, which didn't make any sense to me at all. And then it also, yeah. I was like, okay, how would Rambo know that? Just because right. you're a soldier yeah. doesn't mean you know where every stinking battalion and regiment is and what place. I was like, and he's like, you're the only one I trust. Bye. Acting. It, it, top notch. Oscar, Oscar worthy. worthy. Yeah. Back to. <laughs> but then after that, what well, we get to... The scene when they get on the plane, yeah. right? Best scene of the movie. Oh, no, <laughs> just gosh. kidding. Right before they... Oh, wait. It's right when they're taking off. The colonel and the chief dude are just standing outside, just watching the plane take off, and they just start talking to each other. It's like, wait, shouldn't you be maybe, I don't know, in the control room where you're supposed <laughs> to be? Anyways, mini rant. I just thought that was hilarious. Okay, but what did you think when Stallone gets stuck on the outside of the dang plane and and is getting dragged at like 500 miles an hour? I don't know what kind of altitude that would be. I don't know, like 7,000 feet or something? That's not... 
I don't care. That's the problem. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought that was, I mean, uh, yeah, they're trying to like create tension and suspense, but uh, he's not going to die 10 minutes into this film. I know what they're doing here. You see, when he gets caught, he jumps out and he unclips the, you know, the yeah. strap and then he jumps out and the clip gets caught on whatever it gets caught on and he just gets, starts getting dragged and stuff. So instead of maybe uh, maybe the guy who's standing right. at the door taking his knife exactly. and cutting the rope loose or, or Ramble himself cutting the right rope loose, Ramble's just like, nah, cuts off the gun, cuts off the rest of his gear and then flies out. Yeah. It's like... Okay, I see what they're doing here. They're making it so that way when oh. Rambo is out in the wilderness, he has nothing but a knife. Right. Just so we can see Rambo be Rambo. <laughs> it is stupid. Well, there was that setup before where uh, Murdoch is like, Rambo, uh, technology is better than than you. Uh, you're going to rely on technology this time. And Rambo says, well, the old ways are better. And he's like, yeah, you're outdated. And then this gives yeah. Rambo an excuse to like, it really doesn't make any sense, though, that he cuts. I wouldn't away. even call it an excuse. He just cuts, starts That's cutting true. things off. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I put in my notes. Wait, what? What is happening? What he just? So he got caught on what? Lost his gear? All right, okay. That's when I was like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Because at first the film wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, I don't really see what has this bad of a score. It's not you know the worst thing I've ever seen. In fact, it's actually pretty good. I'm kind of enjoying it. Until we got yeah. to this scene, I'm like, wait, no, uh you can't just do that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Storytelling. You know. But I would say that he does, the jungle looks nice. It does look, yes, lands. I will agree. It does look pretty good. It's a nice Mexican jungle. That's not in Vietnam, but we're supposed to believe it is. And I would say it is good, though, at least I will bring up an issue a little later on, but at least it doesn't take us very long to get into the jungle. I looked I looked at the timestamp on the DVD, and it was roughly 16 minutes, I believe. Yeah, it's very quick. And, okay, here, maybe we could talk a little bit about Jerry Goldsmith's score oh, as yeah. Rambo's running through the jungle. Yeah, 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 the score. Gosh, it All oh, the synthesizers, man. I, yes. I was like, it almost, it almost sounded like a xylophone in the... In a few yeah, parts, it, with the little like, ding, 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 yeah, ding. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote down funny '80s action suspense music. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, the music in this was not good. Like there are times where it kind of worked, but there are times where I just even noticed that there was music going on because it was just not good, you know. Yeah, we can go ahead and I'll go ahead and say what I wrote down later in the film. I like after a while, I felt like Jerry Goldsmith was almost trying to make it sound too yeah. oriental. Yeah, if yeah, that makes he, sense. He, he really changed everything. So this is like, hey, you're in Vietnam. They they kind of have these kind of sounds over there. Right. Don't forget, this is uh, like Vietnamese music you might mm -hmm. hear. It really didn't work for me, nope. and I was kind of disappointed to see that because I felt like the the score for First Blood was very well done. Yeah, I thought it was good. And this was a really big step back for not. I mean, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith, but oh yeah, everybody else. exactly. So. I have seen this movie many times, and I never understand when he meets Ko, the Asian. Oh, that's her name? I didn't even know she had a name. I believe they maybe say it once, maybe okay. never. I had to look it up on IMDb. I had no idea what her name was. Okay, from what I gathered, I think I'm right. I don't really know. I don't uh, remember. Last time he was in Vietnam, I think they worked together or had some type of relationship when they were when he was in vietnam because she says when they first meet well i hate that if that's true <laughs> i know i know yeah it makes no sense at all but 
I only think I gathered this because she knows his name when they first meet. That completely confused me. Yeah. So I think they had some prior relationship, maybe according to the movie that somewhere. That is the biggest coincidence ever, though. I know. And the fact that it happens like five minutes after he dropped from the plane. Exactly. And it just comes across the character and it's like, wait a minute now. I, I couldn't remember if, if uh, they contracted him to... Uh, not co- if they contracted her or something or if they had like arranged for him to go and meet there if they did i feel like that was not clear at all because i have seen this movie a number of times and i still don't know i think that's what they said but i i'm just guessing right now honestly well i don't know why she's even in this movie i mean yeah it's it's kind of like whoa it's a woman you know that's a surprise and i guess they wanted to kind of like yeah. show females as being powerful possibly in this 80s time period give maybe draw some more women into this feature boost the box office numbers but But, i mean if you're gonna make a woman character at least make her a good character you know well you know how she talks in really broken english yeah she was doing that all herself she because i heard her in the special features she speaks english just fine that's weird yes that's her character acting but this boat scene when they're going up river is this like the boat action scene or is it later no no it's not the boat action scene yet that's right. I remember now. But this is when... That's right. It's when they get to the, the secret village. Yes. This is when they did... <laughs> yeah, that weird, weird village. Yeah. This is when I was so confused. I was very confused right. at this point in the movie. It gives giving me nothing, no exposition. Things were just kind of happening. I was like, uh, okay. Right. But I will say, we did get some political message, you know, well, you're going to go in and see if there's still any POWs left. But this is when... It's where the film takes a stand on the issue. Right. And I, I wrote down, well, this is so blatant because he's like, well, I'm expendable. There was a war here. And then when I came back home, there was a war back home. Right. And nobody liked us back home, all the Vietnam vets, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, well, you're just really just putting that in the audience's mouth. You're just really like spoon feeding them. Like, right. Vietnam, this is what they did to us. And there was a war at home. And I, I was just like, okay, well, this is the beginning of many many politically charged oh yes exactly they just were pulling no stops on trying to create a sub a subtle message here but i I kind of warm up to co a little bit for this scene i do yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) she seems a little sweet and Mm -hmm. likable and i'm like yeah yeah, she's kind of nice she's trying when i when they were first talking i was just like let let me guess they're they're gonna fall in love aren't they there is good she's gonna be the love interest isn't she yeah but there's no chemistry oh no there doesn't even be any chemistry you kidding me it's the 80s (laughs) (laughs) yeah and, and we'll get to that a little later on but i'm just like okay yeah this is no character chemistry development at all more like no characters anywhere no because rambo is basically a statue basically and same with everybody else and no one here is given any development at all i mean no if you really think about it maybe rambo maybe some but not nearly enough like the last one right well did you hear when he said he's like i'm i'm expendable yeah and i'm like hmm i was like okay okay yeah. Well, but it made me think because in 2010, he created the the movie The Expendables. Right, right. That's right. He did. So I kind of have a feeling that, I don't know, there's some funny connection there. He probably was re-watching this with his grandchildren or something. <laughs> and he's like, I like that idea. I want to make a movie. A new movie idea. I need more money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's hilarious. But while we're in uh, Vietnam, we also flash back to the, the base Oh yeah, and oh yeah, we get we just get them like all sitting around just hanging out because they don't know if Rambo is dead. They they probably think he's dead, or else they all want to believe he's dead. I've always had an issue with uh, Murdoch's goons. 
the guys just like sitting around, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, like the ripoff Al Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. And the guy with the glasses, sunglasses, because and I could never remember until Colonel Troutman calls him out later in the movie, but apparently they're mercenaries. Yeah. I, don't, I just feel like they're terrible. I, I don't, don't understand it. They just seem so cliche. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's cliche for us nowadays. Right. Maybe back then it wasn't cliche, but I just always like, oh, gosh, these goons are just silly. Yeah, yeah. They The the whole base scenes really were kind of silly anyways, so. Okay, but have you noticed that we really haven't had any action yet? Yes, actually. There's been not much. The only action, or sorry action air quotes yeah, is this quotes. is the plane scene when he gets caught like wow yeah. for a movie called rambo part first blood part two i figured there'd be a lot more action in it exactly and that's exactly what i was thinking because i'm honestly starting to get kind of bored i guess you could say right i don't i don't know i mean maybe bored's not the right word but i'm kind of like all right something needs to blow up something awesome needs to happen well they set that precedent in the first movie right right when he busts out of jail, which is just awesome. Yeah, and then Terry scene was sweet. And I do feel like we get that scene, but it's not till, and we'll get to it later, mm-hmm. but it's not till much later in the film. Yes. So, But he does finally get to that Vietnam camp, and it's very, Rambo is not a, a recon man. He doesn't do reconnaissance. He does, we're going to come in here and just kill everyone, blow everything up. I'm a, I'm a soldier, I'm a war, I'm not reconnaissance. But he's running around the camp, and I don't find it to be very suspenseful. I honestly find it to be kind of boring. Yes. There's he, he, there's like moments where somebody will come out of the bathroom and he has to jump against the wall. That happens like all the time where it's like clearly they're trying to like make the audience feel suspenseful, you know. And mm-hmm. Apparently that's what the director was trying to go for. But I didn't feel that. I, did, I didn't feel anything throughout this entire <laughs> scene. I was just watching the screens like, wait. Okay, I think the problem was... I did not understand the layout of the base. Right. So I don't know if they, when he goes to another place, it's like, oh, okay. You know, he's kind of just walks there, I guess, or something. It never, I never feel like I know what the danger is, except the fact that if he gets caught, then that's bad. Sure. Right. Which is not really how you do tension. It's no. Just, it's just a scene. And honestly, a big factor with building tension is the score in movies. Right. And this does a poor job. This score does not build tension. It's very weird xylophone. Ding, 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 ding. But we do, at the end of the camp scene, we do get our first kill. It's the arrow to the head. But that comes, I looked at the time, that's 34 minutes into the movie. That's a third of the movie. Yeah, exactly. And this is an action movie. We're here for action. We're not here for drama. No. We're here for action. This is pure action. You can forget about characters. You can forget about drama. This is an action movie. Right. And it would make more sense to have more drama in the first film. Whereas this one, just by the trailers and the description and everything, he's going into Vietnam yeah. to kill the Viet Congs and whatnot. Right. Oh, and this was weird. On the trivia track, Yeah. it said in that scene where the guy was shot in the head with the arrow, it said no one was actually killed in this scene because that is frowned upon. That's what the trivia on the DVD said. What? Yes, is that not hilarious? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it does frowned upon? I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty funny though. <laughs> also, these Viet these Vietnamese bad guys. Did you notice pretty much all the Vietnamese have mustaches? No. Now that you mention it, maybe minus one or two. They all have mustaches, and I'm like, is that 
Is that supposed to make him look evil? Is that stereotypical? Hmm, I don't know. If I was to Google Vietnamese person, would they all just have a mustache? I don't think so. I was a little like, okay, so all, all the Vietnamese are all supposed to be the same, apparently, because they all have mustaches, of and they're all bad. Of course. Except for Ko, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. She's a woman. She doesn't need a mustache. No. <laughs> it would be hilarious, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, we finally get to the boat scene, though, that you've been wanting to talk about. <laughs> I love this scene. Okay. You got to tell me why you love it. You got to tell me. Okay. This was the scene that hooked me. This was the scene that I was like, oh, this is the movie we're going to see now. You know, (laughs) this is the scene that really put in perspective what this movie is going to be. And I love this scene because it's insanely ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. In my notes, I have probably like seven lines of me just praising this scene because oh of its freaking amazingness and 80s cheese. Oh, okay. So what happens is they're going along this river, right? And there's a boat coming toward them. And then all of a sudden, the guy they're running the boat with, who we don't know his name, he, I think, maybe has one line in the movie, decides to double cross him. And then, so they fight and everything and whatnot. And they get the woman and some other, the, I think it's a POW, They get because they pick him up from the camp. They get the, both of them, Brembo throws them off the boat. And then the boat that's coming toward him, which is the bad guy boat, starts shooting at him, right? So Rambo hops down on the floor, mm-hmm. and instead of maybe going like in the boat, maybe trying to sink or anything, no, they go over the top, so that way everything that's getting shot is above Rambo, okay? So he's okay, and, um, oh gosh. And then after they get stopped, after they stop shooting, Rambo stands up, picks up an RPG, and then shoots the crap out of the boat, right? And so then the right. guys are like, oh, they all fall off. And then the boats come towards each other. And then the boats hit each other. And both the boats explode again. And I was like, right. whoa, yeah, you know, this crazy. is this is insane. This is literally insane, you know. And I <laughs> put in my notes, this movie just got 10 times better. I'm having so much fun. And from here until the end of the movie, I was oh. loving every minute of it. Good. <laughs> I will say about the boat scene for me, it's probably because mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot. I feel like I said the boat scene doesn't carry the same adrenaline that the motorcycle chase scene does in the first one. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Because I was like really adrenalized with that motorcycle chase scene. And there's there's going on, which I thought the boat scene was fine. I was glad we were finally getting some action. Although I yes. felt it was too short-lived, personally. They really didn't keep that tension up for me. I would say my feelings about the boat scene are... A lot less than yours, though. <laughs> I mean, Rambo's like, all right, we've been double-crossed. He found that out. Rambo is just killing everybody, and they're doing, like, close-ups of all of his weapons. And it feels mm-hmm. very kind of, like, choreographed in a way. And so I, I don't know. I personally didn't feel the tension as much. I did I did like it when he uh, was getting choked. That was really funny, I thought. I mean, get my <laughs> knife slowly. Yeah. Stabs him. That, that His trusty blade that just really comes out of nowhere for the movie but anyways after this scene is when i put in my notes this does not feel like a sequel to first blood yeah it it really doesn't to me this is not a sequel to first blood at all this is its own standalone rambo film yeah i mean you okay you could forget about first blood and watch this one and you would know just as much going on as we do absolutely even if it's even though it says part two this is not part two this is simply rambo rambo in vietnam yeah but I like the line after the boat scene, Ko or whatever the Asian woman's name is, she turns around and she's like, Rambo, you're not expendable. And Rambo just goes, huh, 
and nods his head. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. She's just trying to be like the nice mom. This is like probably the only scene in the film where I actually had any kind of emotions. Mm-hmm. Whereas there was a few scenes in the first one where it did kind of get me emotionally. Whereas this is the only scene is when the helicopter is coming to pick up uh, Rambo and they say they see he has the POW and Rambo takes the POW by the hand and they're crawling up through the mud trying to escape the Vietnamese soldiers. Yeah. And he kind of like shows a close up of the hand in slow motion. That actually really worked for me. Yeah, that that did like that. I was a bit confused in the mud at first, but then it kind of started clicking for me. It's like, oh, I get it. And then, you know, the come up the thing. Although I do have to say that the mortars were ridiculous. Yeah. Because they were always, for some reason, behind the characters whenever they shot them off and the thing would hit the ground and explode, you know? Yeah. They were always behind our main characters. They apparently don't know how to use mortars. I guess not. They're like, oh, they shot like, oh, crap. And get up a bit higher and shoot it again. It, it was it was a thing. I thought they were going to hit the helicopter, honestly. That would have been awesome, actually. <laughs> but, but they didn't. Yeah. But, okay, but what do you think when Murdoch betrays Rambo? What did you think about that? Because that's a twist. I, I Honestly, I... Didn't really care. Did you? Well, did you like <laughs> expect it, or were you like? I guess you weren't really emotionally like, no, what the heck? Yeah, no. When I saw this happen, I was just like, oh, well, okay, well, more movie, I well, guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't surprise me. It really didn't affect me in any way. I just saw it as just the plot needs to move on. Right. And so it did. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got out from it. So. Yes, and we find out Murdoch's henchmen are mercenaries, and they pull the gun on Troutman, and I was just yeah. like, really? This is stupid. But and, and and that's when Troutman comes back to the base, and we get Murdoch's reasoning for leaving Rambo there. Yeah, what is his reasoning exactly? I was so confused on okay, this. Okay, me too, me too. I was, I, and I even put that in my note. I said, it is muddled. It, it's muddled because it's just not stated very clearly, I feel. Like, okay. I watched it three times, I'm pretty sure. And I paused it to discuss with my dad and see what he was thinking. And he was like reading an article about it, about uh, the POWs that have been left in Vietnam. And I said that I'm not sure if Murdoch is acting on his own authority or if he's mm-hmm. got a higher up like a senator commanding him to leave Rambo there. Because when they see Rambo with a POW, it freaks him out. Because they don't want to go back in and rescue any POWs. And the overall takeaway of this scene and the movie is that the government equals evil. Hmm. They don't care about the troops who fought for the country. And there is is lots of theories out there that the U.S. left uh, a bunch of Americans in Vietnam. And this film is clearly taking a political stance to say that they did. And they're trying to make the government look just one-sided and evil. Because it won't do anything about it, and I'm not really sure if I'm okay with this film being that heavy-handed with the political messages, because on one hand, it is a cheesy 80s fun action film, but then on the other hand, it's really trying to promote this big political message. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. See, I didn't even know that there were Vietnam, that there was a thing about the Vietnam war vets still stuck in Vietnam, but it just feels kind of not like it works very well for the film i feel and that was an issue in the last movie where the cops mm. the man the government is all bad you know the, again with the parallels from the first one right know? whereas this first it's the cops that are bad now he goes higher up to people in his own army branch whatever, right and they're evil also 
and then maybe even the senators are evil you know which just really yeah. kind of ha- lets you have like no faith in right. america or in the u.s right. you know? exactly and clearly this film is trying to promote that theory that there are pow's right. there and it's very political and the director he was so out of touch with his film I was listening to some documentary with him, and he said, I didn't think of this as a political movie at all. I just thought of it as an action movie. Hmm. Like, seriously? The whole point of the film is that political message. That's a good one, director. That's a good one. Yeah, really. You're a funny man. From what I could gather, Murdoch's reasoning was, we're not going to start another war. Going back Hmm. in there to rescue them would mean another invasion of Vietnam to rescue all of them, which would mean another Vietnam War. And he's like, I don't want to start another Vietnam War. Right. We just have to satisfy the families that have loved ones missing. We have to satisfy the government or the senators and say that. But really, we don't care. And right. we don't want to rehash that up again. So he disobeyed orders. If Rambo hadn't have disobeyed orders, he'd be back at camp. Forget the prisoners of war. So that that's basically what he was trying to say, but he wasn't that clear about it, I felt. Which I attribute to writing. Yeah, it, it did not explain this very well, I don't think. No. Because I was so confused. Honestly, I have never really understood the plot of this film that well. All my Tom's watching it, but for this review, I had to sit down with my notes, with the subtitles and everything, and like really focus and like get into yeah. it. And honestly, if you kind of turn your brain off, and just enjoy the film for the cheesy 80s action fun it is, I would say it's a lot more enjoyable. But if you are trying to get into the political message of it and really decipher this film and delve into it, I really feel like that that dampens the experience. It, it kind of did for me. Because I always thought this movie was really fun, and then I'm like yes. actually paying attention to it, and I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I'm sure we'll both go into detail about that when we get to the right. very end, but... So what happens next after this? He gets captured. That's right. He does get captured. And he's in that disgusting mud. Okay, I thought it was quicksand at first. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, uh-oh, Rambo's in quicksand. <laughs> oh. And then there's a closer shot, and it's like, oh, wait, no, it's just mud. Can you believe he was <laughs> in that in, like, basically a thong? Yeah. That yeah I, just... I thought he was naked at first. Yeah, it pulled him up, and I was like, oh, crap, he's naked. And it shows a front, and it shows a front view, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe not. Dang, he better got paid a lot for that. Yeah. Because I, I have always been incredibly grossed out by that. Yeah, exactly. And we get one use of the F word. That's right, we do. Then this leads me to ask this question of you. Why is this rated R? Today, this would be PG-13. Uh, at this point, the PG-13 rating, I think, was put in effect or was about to. It, there's no reason for it to be rated R. Oh, I forgot about that. I, I don't know when that PG-13. I believe it was 84. I believe. I can't exactly remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was 84. I'm pretty sure it would have been out by now, you know, because this was right. getting really close to the 90s and it was definitely out by the 90s. Right. Yeah. But I was like, why in the heck is this R? I can understand why the last one was R. They used the yeah. F word more and it was more violent than this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't really know, honestly. The only thing I noticed in the film Trivia Track decided to bring it to my attention a lot. The kill count, mm-hmm. the body count in this is way higher. It's, yeah, it's insane. That may have been the reason why, but still. That could be my only thought is Rambo kills 50 plus people yeah. in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, he blows that guy up. We'll get to here in a second. But that that was my only thought. And I was like, oh, this is odd. This is rated R. And it is strange they went from Rambo won't kill his own Americans 
mm-hmm. even though he hates them in that first movie. Right. But he has no problem killing the Vietnamese in all kinds of ways and the Russians. Yeah, that was a complete changing character, too. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess that may be the reason why it's rated R. It's a pretty loose R. Right. Yeah, I guess maybe because of the kill count and how much, how frequent it is, I guess I can kind of see why. Well, now we get to another plot point that kind of confused me. Okay. Is for whatever reason, they decide to fly in the Russians. Oh my gosh, yeah. From Russia, I guess, that fast. I don't know why they're here. Unless they were already in Vietnam. I, I want to believe they're already in Vietnam. The Russians supplied the Vietnamese right. in the Vietnam War with weapons. But I didn't think they just hung out there. I'm guessing this was also probably the time that the Soviet Union was probably booming. This was probably when the Soviet Union was about to go down. Yeah, I know that they got they went down in like the early 90s, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's about when the Cold War ended. If I were to guess, I don't have any history in this, but if I were to guess, maybe they were pretty big at this point because communism. But I mean, maybe not. Well, I just looked it up, and the Soviet Union ended in '91. Okay, so yeah, early 90s then. So they had another six years when this movie came out. Right, yeah. That's weird. Why are they here? I mean, the only thing is, I guess maybe they know who Rambo is. Maybe. But they don't do anything. I don't understand it at all. Uh, they, they're they shocking him. Oh yeah, from a, was that a bed frame? Yeah. That's funny. Which I wrote down is a great way for Sly to show off the muscles he's been working hard for. Gosh, yeah, for the next... For the rest of the movie, he has no shirt on. No, and he honestly, I honestly, I think he does a bad job in this scene. Yeah. He's getting shocked. His whole body is getting shocked. Do you realize how much energy they're using? All the lights in camp are flickering because there's not enough power to give him to shine. That's a lot. Yeah, and he is not even out of breath. He can still speak just fine. And his expression, he's like not even in pain. He's just like, okay. Um, And I put in my notes, is Rambo too tough? Are they making him out to be just like almost invincible? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, that's not what I felt. I was like, okay, Sly, you're doing a poor job expressing any sort of pain. (laughs) And you're just too tough. We get it. You're the greatest soldier ever. You're the best. Even, 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 oh, I don't know, upwards of 120 volts doesn't phase me at all, man. It doesn't phase him. Just makes him stronger. It just, <laughs> it, it, maybe the, maybe the electricity from the bed frame goes into his muscles and he just gets even bigger <laughs> as they shock him. Be awesome. Well, and I, I still don't get it. Uh, the Russians throw him in front of the microphone and they want him to say something. They, okay, they want him to contact his base and tell him that he's been captured, I think. That's stupid. Yeah, and because they, they want to, they, they want to find out where the base is at. Oh. Which, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm pretty sure is what happens. You know, I mean, they briefly mention it, but there is like they just, I guess, expect him to just start talking in the microphone and reveal the base. Well, I'm glad he didn't. I love it. I love the line when he grips the microphone. Yes, and he says, "Murdoch, I'm coming for you." I love that. Yeah, that was that was cool. This is the escape scene I was talking about in First oh, Blood. Yeah. We got that awesome escape scene from the prison. Oh, yeah. This is the part two version. Yes, with the girl. For no reason at all. But, I mean, I feel like Rambo could have escaped so easily by himself. But the perfect girl timing. has to be here. Yeah. You're right. It was perfect timing. Yeah. She came. <laughs> but honestly, though, this is the action I've been waiting for. And I love this scene. When he is just beating the crap out of the Russians. He is blowing up the base. He is yes. just doing all kinds of stuff. But then also, I have a hard time calling this an action movie, honestly. Why so? This may sound weird, but since we don't get 
like what I believe to be any substantial action scene. Mm-hmm. This is an hour into the film and I am feeling it. Yeah, it's true. And I'm like, okay, we really have, we got the boat scene. That was it. We haven't gotten any action. Basically on. It is an action movie. Okay, I'll give it to that. But I'm just like, it's somewhat poorly done because I really feel like they needed to get to this action quicker. Yeah, they do. But good thing is, after this scene, it's basically just nonstop for the rest of the film. Sure. And that, yeah, and that's when I, that's when I actually really got into it. Yes. Because before... I was like, okay, you know, I don't know. I was just having issues yeah, with yeah. the pacing and yeah. the lack of action, which I was really expecting a lot. But yeah, this is where the big action scene begins. I'm into it until we get the slowdown with the with the kissing scene. Yeah. That perfect romantic scene. This this is this is good. Good writing. No, not really. What happens doesn't make any sense. They've maybe had a couple of scenes together, you know. Yeah. Granted, those scenes have been pretty long and drawn out ones, but there's no emotional connection between them. They, all Zero. we know is that they just apparently know each other and she's going to help him out. And that's why she probably got two Razzie nominations. I, that makes sense for me. I said this dialogue is so stilted between them. Yeah. Like, this is not a way you would talk with your loved one, first of all. And you know what? This is the subtext, I think. She says, you take me before and after the kiss. So I'm like, you know what? She just wants to come to America. She just wants to be an American citizen. I guess so. She's like, you take me. Mwah. <laughs> okay, you take me? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you've made good choice. <laughs> That's literally what she says. So I'm like, this kissing scene is so contrived. It is. There is no chemistry. Nope. She is wooing him just to go to America. Mm-hmm. That's the message. Okay, were you shocked when she jumped up and got shot? Did it take you by surprise? A little bit. But when she died, oh my gosh. Okay, I was going. It was so good try. I was going crazy when she died. I was like, "She's dead! You are tearing me apart, Lisa." <laughs> that was the one that came to my head when she died. I was just like, "Really?" There's like, "No, we can't stop for 15 minutes. We got to keep going." So they shot her, and then Rambo goes insane after that. <laughs> I love that. And it's crazy. What should have happened is she should have got captured or something yes or her her life should have been put in jeopardy maybe they're trying to be progressive with the woman saving the man but that way it would have made more sense that he would have had this more so emotional connection to like seeing her life threatened oh yeah i'm not sad when she dies neither am i i did not care the very first time i saw that i was sad i was younger though Mm -hmm. after seeing it many times and analyzing this film i'm not sad that she dies because well i don't know her at all there's nothing about we know Right. That's the problem. Thank goodness they didn't put this in the theatrical cut. In the original cut, one of the editors said, Rambo yells, no, with a triple quick zoom out. Like, no, no, no. And the yell echoes throughout the jungle. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's like one of those scenes where, you know, it's like a really fast zoom and he's yelling, no. That would have been amazing. (laughs) It was in the test screen. The editors said the audience just started cracking up. They just burst with laughter. That is amazing. I wonder if I can find that somewhere. Maybe it's like in the deleted scenes or something. You might be able to find it online. They made the right choice by having him go stone cold killer. Although he does bury her in the mud, Mm -hmm. which is just going to wash away. That, that was weird. I thought that was funny. A big mud pile in the rain. I'm like, you know, that's going to wash away, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What did you think of this callback to when he starts taking out the enemies like he did in First Blood in the forest? Except now he's in the jungle. When he's taking out the Russians. Oh, yeah, yeah, With the creative kills where he's like hiding and just like popping up. Definitely a callback. I have my notes. I was really into this movie at this point. I was so ready to go. Yeah. Um, I said, let's go rainbow stealth, you know. But the problem is, these guys are stupid. Oh, yeah. The soldiers in this movie are dumb. Like, even oh, yeah. more stupider than the cops in the first one. Absolutely. And I I don't feel like it works as well as the first one. Then again, in the first one, this is the first time we're seeing Rambo actually be complete Rambo in his in his setting, you know. Sure. And that was really cool. And now we're just kind of seeing it again. But we've already seen a stealth mission with him. Right. We've already seen an action scene with him, you know. So it, I feel like it loses its touch than was what was in the first one. I agree. And I honestly feel like this scene probably should have come sooner when he was infiltrating the camp. Yes. I mean, it was fine. Uh, My favorite one, which has become iconic and apparently a lot of people objected for it to be put in, but the director wanted it in, was when he's covered in mud. That was cool. That was cool. Okay. And did this make you think of Predator when Arnold is covered in mud? This came before Predator though. Yes, it did. I wonder if Predator took some of this stuff off of it then. Listeners, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is the time to write down the code to get in to listen to our bonus podcast of Commando. We will be doing that bonus podcast. We'll take a short break from the Rambo franchise. Mm -hmm. This podcast is only available to those who have listened to this podcast and got the code. The code is Rambo Forever. Write that down. Go to our website, silverscreenguide.wordpress.com. Go to the Commando bonus podcast. Uh, type that in, and you can go ahead and listen to it. All right. On with the review. Yes. So, yeah. Covered in mud. And then I have more than one time in my notes this music. Okay. That's actually the next thing in my notes, too. Yes. That is the next thing in my notes. I said, Jerry Goldsmith, he just didn't keep the suspense. He tried to make it sound oriental. It did not work for me at all neither did it for me it feels very 80s doesn't feel like first blood that's that's what i had the problem i had with the music it's not action movie music honestly it's very watery it's like very watered down it is but everything from here basically almost until the end it's gold is freaking amazing <laughs> i have my notes i don't know what's happening but i feel something cool is about to happen oh that's awesome and something cool happens because we get to see Rambo using the explosive arrow tips. That is great. I, I love that when he is blowing everything up, shooting everything up. I'm like, this is the action I've been waiting for. This is where the action in the movie goes from just normally insane to over the freaking top. Yes. It is incredible. I love this ending climax. It is so much fun. Yeah. I have to say. It is. It's fantastic. It is. And this is what I've been waiting for. It is worth it. You got to wait through about an hour of film and not a lot going on to get just a lot of fun action. Yes, it is worth it. It is definitely worth it, though. Even though it is, it waits for an hour. It's, whew, it's a fun time. Yeah, probably my favorite scene in the movie when he's at the waterfall. Oh my gosh! And the main evil Vietnamese yes. guy shooting his little pistol at him, and Rambo's just standing there. He just runs out of ammo. Yeah, draws his bow back. Blows him up. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, in my notes, this is what I wrote. Ramble, in all caps, Rambo just shot a dude with an explosive arrow. 10 out of 10, amazing. Forget Citizen Kane. Rambo just shot oh a blue up a dude. That's, that's what I wrote down in my notes. I was like, holy cow. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. That's another iconic scene from this movie. Have you seen the movie UHF with uh, Weird Al Yankovic? No, I haven't. Okay, in the climax of the movie... He parodies this this entire scene. Really? Um, yeah. In fact, it's actually really funny. The helicopter and everything where he's in the helicopter, and he's like, <laughs> and like you know, he shoots and stuff. And up until this scene, when um, he blows the guy up, he parodies this scene off, and it's really funny. And I love how the slow motion with the waterfall, the whole waterfall blows up, the whole waterfall, and he does an awesome slow mo run. Yes, yes, everything explodes in this love movie. At this and point. I love how he gets on the helicopter. He just freaking flies out of the water. Yes, he does. Like creature from the Black Lagoon and just throws the guy out, just does an awesome helicopter fight. Yes, and the pilot's like, oh, and then he like jumps out himself. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it is insane. And then now Rambo has the helicopter with the explosives on it. And it just keeps getting better. It does. And I love when Rambo comes back and he blows up the camp. He just blows everything up and that helicopter unlimited missiles like it's like almost like a video game it's like a bonus perk you know like you get yeah. extra missiles and which i felt was like a really awesome payoff for him to like come back and just completely demolish everything because it's like that's what we've been waiting for we have been waiting for him to get his retribution and just destroy everything yes and when he blows everything up we mean literally everything in this movie at least in the camp explodes everything did you feel though that towards the end when there was like really quick cuts did it feel like it was going on a little too long for you yeah i would have to agree and maybe it's because the rest of the movie's been slow and then all of a sudden this scene is just insane and then it just keeps on going you know maybe a little bit too long but sure it doesn't bother me enough it didn't bother you no not really Towards the very end, when it was just like one after the other, where I'm pretty sure he was blowing up the same building again, I was like, this feels a little repetitious, but it's not a major complaint, though. No, yeah, in my notes, I have it rinse and repeat. It does a lot of things over again, sure. it seems. Did, okay, did you think in the when he was blowing up the camp that he was going to hit the POWs? I never thought about that. would have been so funny. <laughs> I was just like, because he's blowing up this camp. I was like, okay, this is all fun and all, but what about the he's freaking just, like, POWs? He's so thirsty and blinded. He's just like not caring what he's doing. He just started blowing up the that would have been perfect. Oh, yes. That would have been perfect. Perfect parody film. <laughs> I thought it was funny how the POWs are just cheering. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're going to win. I feel like I would be scared if like, all of a sudden you're sitting there and a helicopter just comes by and then the whole camp is <laughs> exploding everywhere. I, I thought that was kind of comical. That was pretty great, though. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we get a helicopter shootout after this. This is awesome. What did you think? Yeah. I want to know what you thought about I that. This, oh, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> This is so cool because in my notes, I said, had to put down my notes, the heli fight was so awesome. You know, the, yeah. I didn't write down anything during this scene, you know, when it's just like the helicopter fight and they're just like flying through and stuff. It was sweet. It has all the POWs in the helicopter and uh, Rainbow's just trying to escape and all of a sudden this big helicopter comes by with, uh, with one of the bad guys and he's trying to kill Rambo and stuff and all the POWs. And okay, when he shot him, and the helicopter starts spinning, you know? I was thinking, okay, is he going to do, like, while he's spinning, he's going to, like, shoot a missile? Oh, 
yeah. I thought that was going to happen. It didn't happen. That would have been too crazy. It would have been maybe a bit <laughs> over too much over the top. Over the top, yeah. But basically, the helicopter goes down, and he thinks, the bad guy thinks, oh, I got him, you know. And then he's, like, sitting down at the base of the river and everything, and he flies down and stuff. He's like, oh, is he actually dead? What, what did you think? Were you faked out? At first, like, no, he's not dead. There's no way he's dead. I yeah. knew it from the moment we saw the helicopter. like, I know what's going to happen. Rambo's going to, you know, surprise him and stuff. And then Rambo's just sitting back in his chair, and the guy's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he's dead. I'm going to blow him away. Yeah. And Rambo's like, oh, and then pulls out a freaking RPG or yes. whatever. And then shoots yes. the guy, and the whole thing just explodes. Love that. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yes. Uh, this is the very end of the film when he finally gets back to the base. Yeah. I love this part. This part I love because he just grabs that gun off of there, wraps the bullets around his arm, kicks Erickson. Yes. Yeah, he just kicks him. He just walks up and like, hey, Ram was like, no, boom, and kicks him in the balls. Like, yeah. Dude. And I love when he comes in, he just starts shooting everything up. Yeah. And Murdoch, he has to have crapped his pants. I love when he just like grabs the table and he's just like, oh, crap, he's going to kill me. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I'm so screwed. Yeah, I love it when he's shooting everything up. And I love the shot when Rambo, he's like yelling and he just starts shooting up in the air. Yes. And it's showing he's like sick of all the techie behind the scenes government crap that doesn't get anything done. Right. And, okay, I've said this a few times, but this is my favorite part. When he walks in there and he just grabs him, throws him down on the table, holds the knife above his head. Mm-hmm. And he says, mission accomplished slams the knife down. I honestly thought he was going to kill him. I thought he was too. I was like, is he is he actually going to do it? Like, is he actually going to kill yeah. the guy? It would probably turn audiences against Rambo, though, if he went that far. It's great, great tension, though, because that really was actually the one time in the whole movie when I was like, oh my gosh, is he really just going to kill this guy? He just looks crazy. Love that. Yes. And so I was actually a little bit surprised he didn't kill him, but I was like, eh, it makes sense why he didn't. Because it would have been a, a bit more of a change in character if he did that, you know, to an American, right. which in the last one we spent a lot of time basically displaying that he doesn't kill his own people, you know. True. But we do get another speech, just like in First Blood, a very patriotic speech. Except this one is just in your face. Oh, yeah. It is very in your face, but I personally liked it. See, I, I kind of had different feelings about that. I didn't like it as much. I feel like it was maybe a bit too much in my face for me to really get what they were trying to say, you know. I can understand that. Yeah. If you take the speech out of the context of the film, I really like the speech, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just what he's like, I want our country to love us Mm -hmm. as much as we love it. I want what every other guy wants that came over here and spilled his guts once. I I like that, actually. I I know there's people that didn't like the speech in the first one, don't like this one. They think it's, you know, cheesy or something or over the top. I personally liked it. Okay, this speech compared to the one from the first one. The first one, if you didn't have the speech at the end, I don't feel like the movie would have completely finished without the speech, especially with Rambo, because it's the thing that kind of ties the rest of the movie's message together. In this one, I feel like we've gotten this speech kind of before in the movie, you know, in pieces, not just like, oh, here, here's the message and just hands it to you, you know? Okay, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying now. I completely agree, because... This is what the whole film has been about. Exactly. The message has been so blatant, so evident. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying. Then he's basically spelling it out for the audience just in case they weren't watching the movie or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, hey, this movie, this is what it's about. And this is what we want 
So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I understand. I gotcha. I can completely agree with that. And then he... He walks walks off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. How will you live, John, day by day? Exactly. And (laughs) did I smell a sequel set up? He talked about the POWs still there, right? Yeah, he did. He said, there's other POWs there. You're going to go get them or I'm going to come get you. Right. So is that a sequel setup? No, I believe that's not. If if I'm for sure, I believe the Rambo 3 is in Afghanistan. What? I don't know. All I know is that's that weird. Colonel Troutman has actually been captured by the Afghanistans in Rambo 3. He has to go back in and save them. That's huh. all I know. So okay. we'll, be, we'll both be fresh. That's all we know now. Yeah, I guess we'll yeah. get there. And what do you? What did you think of the closing song? It... Frank Stallone's closing song. It felt 80s. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very eighties. It goes along with the film, just like the last one does. It's not yeah. like some random song. Thank, thank God. But um, <laughs> I don't think it has the emotional punch that the last one does. No, no, you're completely right. It doesn't. I, I like the patriotism. Yeah. But again, like even somewhat, these songs are so upbeat, and these are not upbeat films. Yeah. Sure, they kind of want to end on a high note, but I just feel like the transition doesn't work very well for me. Yeah. And this song did not work like the other one did. Mm -mm. Like, if you... I listened to the whole thing. It lasts through the entire credits. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I listened to about, like, halfway through the credits and I stopped it. I listened to the whole thing. (laughs) And it is very... It's, like, way, way more 80s than the last one. Jeez. This one didn't really fit at all, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Hoorah, you know, America. Yeah. yeah. I personally didn't care for it. It it won worst song of the year. So I can see why. I can see why. But Alan, what are your final thoughts and recommendation for Rambo First Blood Part 2? All right. Okay. When I first started this movie, I was just like, oh no. Oh, this is not good. Like the first like uh, about like five minutes, they're fine. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting into it. You know, I don't really see why this has the bad score you know that it has everywhere and then we got to the airplane scene and i was just like oh no oh don't do this to me please do not do this to me you know i was like you can't be serious this this can't just happen you know and for the next 30 minutes it's kind of just eh, and things are just kind of happening there's an i guess an intense scene when he's trying to be stealthy and stuff and it's not really working for me they introduced this girl character who Basically, if you took her out of the movie, nothing would have changed except maybe got rid of one scene, maybe, you know. And so then for like 30 minutes, it's kind of bland, kind of, and, eh, you know, he gets captured by the Russians and shocked and stuff and tells uh, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. And then we get the boat scene. This was the scene that hooked me. This was the one I was like, whoa, okay, this is awesome, you know. And what happens in the boat scene, you know, with all the explosions and everything, and then the two boats run into each other, and for no reason at all, just both just explode, you know. And I was like, okay, is this what the movie is really going to be about, you know? And then for the rest of the movie, um, especially when we get after Rambo starts going crazy and stuff, this was the movie I was like, yes, this is amazing. (laughs) This is incredible. And I was having so much fun with this movie after that. It completely made up for the rest of the hour that I lost. I was just like, this is incredible. Like from the time where he blows that guy up with the explosive arrow, gets in the helicopter, flies around, blows up the base, saves all the POWs, and then has the insane helicopter fight with whoever the guy was. I don't really care. Mm. Um, I was like, this is so cool. I stopped taking notes because it was <laughs> so cool. It was so much fun. 
And then the end of the movie happens, and he gives the same speech they've been given the entire movie, and he just walks off. Is this movie good? No! This movie's terrible! Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not a cohesive film. If I was a judge as a cohesive film, I'd give it probably a three or a four. But because I had so much fun with this movie, I have to give it an eight. Oh, it's so wow. much fun. I mean, no, I'm not going to like completely say you have to watch this movie, okay? I love this movie. It's a lot of fun, but you have to realize it is the yeah. literal embodiment of the 80s, okay? This, and I've also watched Over the Top, Sloan's also in it. They're both of these movies are like, if you were to take the 80s in a nutshell and like create a movie out of it, it would be one of these two movies, Over the Top or First Blood Part 2. <laughs> I loved the crap out of this movie. I had so much fun. Yeah. Now, if I were to judge it as a movie, oh, as I said before, no, it's not good. It's a bad movie, okay? It's nothing <laughs> it's nothing that's going to just blow your mind because of all the characters right. or all this insane story that's so complex and stuff. No, you can forget about characters. You can forget about story. And this movie is amazing because of how much fun it has making itself oh a movie. <laughs> so those are my thoughts. What, what kind of recommend do you give it? I'm going to give it a recommend. A pretty high recommend. But you just have to know what you're getting yourself into, first of all. Because if you just go in this movie blind and thinking, yeah. oh, this is because I gave it an 8, it's going to be a really fun and great movie. Uh, no, it's not. It's 80s to the freaking core. Sure. But that's what makes this movie so much fun is it is 80s to the core. And I would say also kind of a time capsule because of how 80s it is. <laughs> so those are my wow. thoughts. It's not a good movie. No, it's bad. But it's just <laughs> so much fun. I just don't care if it's a good movie, you know? Yeah. I had a hard time writing down my final thoughts mm -hmm. because this film doesn't deserve to be criticized too harshly but personally for me neither can i really let it off the hook so i i will say this is no first blood no 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 this is no first blood that's why i don't like the title as if this is an extension of the first film because it's just not i had to divorce myself from the first movie to see this movie as a standalone film and not compare it to the first one because I was having a hard time sometimes comparing it to the first one and like, well, the first one did this better. It did that better. What the heck, you know? And I feel like that's where maybe like some of my higher standards came in. So maybe if somebody watched this one first, they may not have as much issues with it as I did. But also this film was surprisingly more politically charged than I remembered. It is dealing with a hot political topic at the time, so you can see why. But I was a little surprised by that. And once we hit the first hour, then we get the film that I had been wanting to see. Uh, because honestly, the first hour is just too much establishing for me. Too much slinking around, too much talking about this, talking about that, that too much setup. This is not why I come into a Rambo film. And maybe I'm thinking of all this in retrospect, because now Rambo is just seen as this iconic shoot 'em up action hero, which we will see in the fourth film. Honestly, though, as a sequel, this doesn't work for me. As a standalone Rambo film... It's a fun film. I will say it's not very compelling, though, but it doesn't warrant too much heavy criticism. Honestly, I feel like you have to take this film at face value, which to me is a political, mild action film. So I am giving this film six stars out of ten. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty split on that, then. We are. To me, it's a mediocre action film, honestly. Mm. 
And I'm giving this film a mild recommend. I feel like if it was a watch, it's getting my score probably lower. But I do agree with you. As a sequel, it doesn't really work at all. As a standalone film, it still kind of doesn't work. But it's just a lot of fun, I think. I just think this movie is just fun. I agree with you. I don't know. I would be interesting. Watch this movie maybe six more times. Yeah. And then come back and tell me. When I watched this movie, I tried to pretend like I had never seen it before. That's what I'm trying to do. I have never seen this before. This is my very first time. I'm in a movie theater. I don't know what's going to happen. So I feel like I was trying to give it like genuine first reactions, first impressions. Now, that is impossible to be fully genuine because I have seen this film quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the last time I watched it wasn't that long ago. It was in the past six months. I just really had those issues with it because the action didn't start soon enough for me. So that's why I really had issues with this being an action film yeah. listeners yeah, exactly. you are definitely going to want to listen to our commando bonus podcast because if alan thinks this one is fun 80s action cheese he's going to be blown away by commando because what commando does is it gets you into it immediately i cannot wait for that this film was trying to be very political and exposition heavy commando no forget it forget the exposition let's just kill some people and blow some stuff up Oh, I'm so ready for Commando. I'm so ready. Make sure to stay tuned for that. Coming very soon. Make sure to listen to this podcast in, in order to get the code. To go to our website, silverscreenguide.wordpress.com. Type that code in. You will be able to listen to our podcast. Make sure to go to SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter so you can stay up to date on all kinds of movie news. We want to thank you again for listening to our podcast of Rambo First Blood Part 2. We've had a lot of fun, as you can tell, talking about this film. And we're both very excited to come back for Rambo 3. Neither of us have seen Rambo 3, so we are very clearly excited to experience a fresh Rambo film for the first time. Thank you so much again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.